0: He asked me he was like so like what, what, what could I be doing better in bed and I was like oh no it's fine like you know I'm enjoying it and he was like no no tell me and I, and I kept being like it's fine I'm enjoying it and he w- pushed I finally did and I like the instructions I gave him were so just like basic it was just like I would l- maybe we could use more lube and like maybe this position might be a little bit better and some more clitoral stimulation bro when I tell you he like did like the child thing where he like crossed his arms and was sitting on the bed all mad and then he was like maybe we're just not sexually compatible and
1: I was like what do you No, maybe you're not good in bed, dude. But first, a word from our sponsors.
0: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg.
1: In Williamsburg, Virginia there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast or a thrill seeker. You'll find what you came for here. And more.
0: So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Manor Podcast.
1: Happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa cut to you y'all remember chris mahana kwanza what's up everybody welcome to the show shout out to the christmas Cox, the dreidel dicks the kwanzaa clit lickers this is billy persida and you are listening to the man whore podcast this week on the show i have got tv writer kira jones this is a great one this is one of my uh my recordings i did out in la a few weeks ago She's just a successful woman out here scaring the boys. And we're going to get into it in just a little bit. But first, uh, show dates, people. Show dates. January 1st, I'm going to be at the stand for Comedy Fight Club. I'm um, going to be doing a roast battle against next week's guest, Katu King. January 4th, I'm in Valley Stream, New York at Zapphires. January 6th, I'll be at Pine Box Rock Shop in Brooklyn. January 11th, I'm at Young Ethel's, also in Brooklyn, and then uh, January 17th, I'm at Revision Lounge. If you did not already know, I tend to keep those dates in the show notes. Uh, a little bit more pressing to me is that, look, a pair. I don't know cooking. I th- have you not understood that cooking and food. That is not my strong suit. That's not where my vocab lies. I know if you're a new listener to the podcast, you're probably turning me off right now because you're like, where the fuck is Kira Jones? And I promise we'll get to her if you relax just a little. I have to respond to some defamation happening in the Champagne Room. If you don't know, the Champagne Room is a super free, super fun Discord server, and there's a link in the show notes if you want to join us there. Apparently, when I was talking about the pans, I said sterling silver, Chuck G is in there teasing me, laughing at the idea that Billy has a sterling silver fry pan like he's Richie Rich. I didn't know what I said. Apparently, I meant stainless steel. Everyone back the fuck off. Okay, everybody? <laughs> no, no, but uh, thanks for keeping me honest. We going to quite a discussion in the Food Stuff channel about what the different pans are. Uh, Chuck though I'm holding you to it someone posted a picture of like them cooking and Chuck was all like I'm Billy I'll raise my Patreon pledge if you can uh, say what kind of pan that is right now cast iron bitch I knew I knew that one But a less enraging reaction uh, I got recently was to last week's episode, Mary Beth. She shared, I'm telling every person I know who wants to be strong and independent, but still do the things you do with people you're attracted to, to listen to this week's episode with Ashley Ray. I loved her. I loved her and her independence and her not going to wallow in my bad experiences, but do better next time attitude. It was a really good interview. Mary Beth, I'm glad you enjoyed it so much. The Champagne Room is a great place to connect with like-minded listeners, with fellow fan whores, with other sex-positive individuals. Link in the show notes, but uh, head on over to manwhorepod.com slash discord if you want to join us in there. Are you scrambling for gifts? Don't know what to get that special someone? Feel like you're missing that crucial present. Might I recommend, and I don't do this as often these days, but folks, the Motor Bunny is still... The best vibrator you do not yet own, which is a ride on top style vibrator. It is incredibly powerful. It's kind of a his and hers gift. If you like some prostate play, let her ride it. She gets off and then uh, and then you put it in your ass, fella boy. Okay, then you have her straddle you. Your dick will vibrate inside of her via the vibrations in your ass. This is an incredible toy and you can get fifty dollars off when you go to manhorpod.com/ slash motorbunny or use promo code manhor at checkout. It will arrive in a big-ass crate, and he, she, or they will give you a big-ass thank you. I love sharing. Uh, love sharing discount codes. Love sharing discounts. Love it when you get stuff and you save money while you do it. That's why all this month I have activated the maximum discount allowed for annual memberships on Patreon. If I could give a bigger discount I would, but I can't. Right now through the end of the year you get 16% off any annual membership on my Patreon. That comes out to about 2 months free. Join up today at patreon.com/manhorpodcast. That's patreon p a t r e o n.com/manhorpodcast. Or download the Patreon app, find me on there, sign up for an annual membership, and get two months off. One of those members I'm going to thank right now in the fan whore appreciation moment. Okay, I want to give a shout out to Ennui Prefox. What a fun existential username, Ennui. I know you love my uh, fake moans, and I know you're here for the juicy aural content. Thank you for supporting that content with your doll hairs, much appreciated, hun. Thanks for supporting the show. All right, that's kind of all the business out the way. Let's get to Kira Jones. Kira Jones is an actor and TV writer. She has written for ABC's Queens and Hulu's Woke. She had a tweet go viral when uh, you know she she put out there that you know she had a date coming up and uh, she told that date that she had just sold one of her TV shows and that guy then canceled the date in a way that was very clearly a uh, an intimidated reaction to a successful woman and the tweet went viral because so many women can relate to this I've heard this from others if you're a dude who dates women you really need to listen closely to this episode, because not only are we going to talk about orgasm gap stuff and talk about dudes who, you know, <laughs> get all butt hurt when you give them some sexual direction, which I thought so many dudes were like, I wish these bitches would just tell me what they want. And then they tell you what they want. And then you're like, mm, why well, wasn't what I did? Perfect. <sighs> but there are a lot of dudes who seem intimidated by or even ugh, turned off by. A woman who makes a lot of money kicking ass in life. I don't know about y'all. I find that to be a turn on. I'm into drive. I'm into success. Like, I'm not just into someone who has a passion for a thing. I'm into someone who has a passion for a thing and they're fucking good at it. Someone being good at something is so fucking hot. It makes me wonder, hmm, what else are you good at? I do not understand the guy who lets his ego get in the way of not just good sex, but good connection and good relationships. So, you know, Kira and I talk a lot about that in this week's show. A couple of like audio notes, just uh, just to say, when I got to her place, it was like really echoey. So we attempted to record outside on her balcony. So if you hear a little bit of that, that's what that is. But then there's this big ass fire truck that shows up and we have to like move inside. So it does get, If it's a little echoey, I'm sorry. It's the best I could do. I think some of the women are going to break their necks, shaking their heads so hard at uh, these lame-ass dudes. And if you are a dude who dates women, man, don't be a lame-ass dude. Listen and learn from this one. Let's go chat with Kira Jones
0: yeah, I was into it when like Drake was on it. And everything. <laughs> Before he, when he was Aubrey and not Drake yet,
1: is wasn't isn't crazy that he's what he is now, and he was. Just that, like, scrawny basketball player in Degrassi Next Generation?
0: Yes. Close my mind. I, it doesn't make any sense. He's equally, I mean, he's more annoying now, for sure. Um, I prefer Degrassi in the wheelchair drink to rap, <laughs> rapping about well, how. You don't want him pre-getting shot? <laughs> uh, no. He, he
1: stood for a while. <laughs> he did stand for he a while. Had a couple seasons. Yeah.
0: I also remember there was a whole episode about how he couldn't get a boner after he got shot. Oh. Yeah. But eventually he got one. <laughs> uh,
1: well, proud of him proud of him what's going on everybody we're here right now with kira jones hello welcome to welcome to the show uh (laughs) also a fan of the grassy message boards
0: yeah that's where i met one of your last guests Jordan. hey hey, jody um
1: that's why he brought it up it wasn't just out of nowhere (laughs) was the grassy at all formative for you
0: yes um i mean i think that it's, like, extremely melodramatic. It's very soapy. It's not that realistic. Like, ain't no... Like, I went to a high school where a lot of wild things happened, but not to that degree. Um, But I do think that... Well, one, I was homeschooled for middle school. What? Yeah. Okay. Um, and by homeschooled, I mean... Don't arrest my mom. But, like, I really didn't do anything. My mom um, was dealing with some pretty severe mental health issues. So, mm. I really just kind of didn't go to middle school. I just watched a lot of TV. Uh, which... I found out middle school's a scam because I just started right at high school and I was fine and graduated top 10% of my class and went to Northwestern, so don't send your kids to middle school. <laughs> Apparently, they don't need it. But I think watching Degrassi, since I wasn't getting the social experience with other kids in school, I was like seeing it through that show. And uh, as I mentioned, I was going on the message boards and connecting with... Some of them were people my age, like Joe Jordan, but um some of them were like grown ass adults. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's I mean, I didn't get molested or anything. It's fine. But, yeah, but like they
1: were talking about what they wanted to do to the uh, to certain characters and it's like
0: ah. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. It's so interesting that you, you know, you're homeschooled for middle school, which you're like, hey, middle school, what's it needed for? I'm gonna go to high school is about the same, but you know, middle school is kind of when, depending where you live, uh, you kind of start getting taught some sex ed. you kind of get started at least some biology stuff maybe some like puberty things and so you know someone who didn't go to middle school who was self-taught watching a lot of the grassy next generation covering these topics how did you first start to teach yourself this as I'm, or did you know where'd you learn anything the internet <laughs> the internet,
0: <And> the internet. <laughs> definitely the yeah. internet i mean so i have not received any good sex education like most americans um i went to catholic school for elementary school and a catholic school is very racist which is why my parents pulled us out um, and homeschool tried homeschooling but um catholic school is obviously not gonna teach you about sex like we had what, what they called like family life or something like that yeah. where they would like kind of dance around the sex thing i remember them just being like when a man and a woman love each other very much and get married, they do a special act that produces a baby. And we kept being like, "But what's the act?" And the teacher could be like, d- d- "You don't worry about it." We're like, "No, we, we would like to know what it is," and they like wouldn't tell us. Well, you don't know. You need yeah. to know till you're married. Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, and then my parents definitely didn't talk to me. Like, they talked to me about like no i don't even think they talked to me about my period i got it randomly and was like "Look, i got my period kind of early in life i think i was like eight or nine which is like very early but especially not as early now i guess the girls are starting to get their periods earlier children uh, yeah but i remember getting my period and like somebody told me what it was like a month earlier and i was like well, that's weird and then i got it and i was I remember being really really mad because i thought that you only got it one time uh, <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> i was pissed <laughs> furious very angry um and that was hard because like none of my other peers had it so I couldn't like talk to them I could really only talk to my mom and you know my mom was like great about it um I remember uh, getting while I was in middle school that there was this this American girl puberty book it's called like you your body yourself I don't something like that okay um and that doesn't really go into sex it goes into more like your body's changing what's it doing um But my parents never had a sex talk with me, but I do remember like going through the house and randomly finding this book that I assumed they meant to like give to me and and it was uh, about sex, but it was like through an extremely Christian lens. So it was again like... When a man and a woman love each other very much and they get married, their bodies belong to each other and God, so they don't need to wear clothes. So, like, weird. But then also they finally did explain, like, okay, man's penis gets erect and he puts it in the vagina. So they did actually go into the basic mechanics of sex in that one, but it was still, like, you can't do this till you're married and it's it's for making babies.
1: They don't don't teach us. I mean, for the longest time, because, I mean, I was very late sexually active mm-hmm. and so <clears throat> for the longest time you know we'd see in movies they're like really face in front to front so i always thought the vagina was like way more front i always <laughs> thought it was like a front hole yeah well they really i didn't know it was an under thing yeah
0: they they <laughs> like especially don't teach female anatomy
1: like i i, I
0: also um didn't know that there was another hole like like, no i knew the hole was there i didn't know the other hole was there until i got my period Uh, um and then um but i actually do have a friend who this girl was like 25 she was about to get her phd at berkeley like she was about to you know move from chicago to start her phd and i was a sex educator um and also our other roommate at the time was in the same peer education group as us in college so like she was living with two sex educators, and she was talking about having sex with her boyfriend. and I don't I don't know how it came up, but she was like, "Yeah, I don't like when he touches my clit directly on my pee hole." And I was like, "You don't what?" Mm-hmm. Uh, we were. She was like, "Yeah, when when you you like you pee out of your clit." And we were like, "No, you you don't you don't." <laughs> and she was like, "Well, maybe you don't, but I do." And we were like, "No, girl, no." no one does you have a urethra there's another hole and she was like i don't believe you and we were like we're not no and so
1: y'all had to play laverne cox on this one be like okay everybody line up here's a mirror well
0: that's kind of what happened <laughs> she went to the bathroom with a mirror and was like oh you're right there is another hole <laughs> like we were making up the like, the hole but What's
1: the look on her face when she realizes she was she's just like
0: wrong. oh like she was kind of like this is a surprise this is a fun discovery which is funny but she did uh, it was just a it, it's That stuck with me um, because I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're so smart, but you were you don't even know about your body. And that's by design. A lot of uh, some of my colleagues um, have done sex education outside of higher education. So for like middle school, high school, that kind of thing. And um, one of my former mentors, she developed uh, she helped develop this like really comprehensive sex ed guide called Our Whole Lives. And so Is she's it
1: spelled H O L E. Yeah.
0: Nice. No. No W. Nope. No. Oh, <laughs> no. Missed
1: opportunity. Not.
0: They should. <laughs> um. But uh, she was saying that these schools would be requesting this curriculum. So like, obviously they're quite progressive if they're looking for that type of um sex education. But she, they would say, great. You know, give us all the goods, but don't do not mention the clitoris. That's like the one thing that you can't do and and she said that would happen so often and so like of course no one fucking knows where the clitoris is it was actually kept a secret from you and you had to discover it later um so yeah I I think I was just so curious as a middle schooler and I had too much time on my hands because I wasn't going to school and just started kind of digging around and doing research and not like looking at Porn necessarily i mean everyone was doing that but that's not where i was getting the education from like i was looking at like sex ed blogs and that kind of thing do so. you remember
1: the names of any of these resources you were using in middle school
0: <sighs> no i feel like i was just finding random like zangas from sex workers or whatever that were like giving the the d- lowdown. and um there are some sites that are i know of that are designated to help young people with sex. Like, like, like I was going to say scarlettine yep. So maybe I came across Scarletine or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but all I was just really fascinated. And so when I ended up getting to college, I joined our peer edu- sex- sexual health and assault peer educators group um shape
1: seems like you were trying to reach for what was that fucking yeah yeah i was like
0: uh, i was like starting to say explain what it was and then just started saying the acronym but shape sexual health and assault peer educators i was there a member of all four years um and then actually when i ended up coming back to northwestern to work in that office as a staff member i became the advisors for Mm -hmm. shape so um it was like a fantastic group and um you know Learned so much more even through that experience and just kind of kept going.
1: Do you remember like being particularly shocked like in your, you know, uh, childhood like internet searching? Were you particularly shocked by anything that you had to self-teach yourself?
0: Um, well, <laughs> this is a bad kind of shock, but uh, I didn't know what bestiality was, so I Googled it. <laughs> Don't ever do that.
1: Oh, my God they didn't teach you that one at Catholic school? That's in no, the Bible.
0: They definitely did. It's in the
1: Bible quite a few times. <laughs> it is.
0: I didn't teach that part. Um. So that was gross. Um.
1: While they're telling us, like, hey, don't fuck each other. They, they don't fuck your pets either. I feel you feel like they throw it in. You're already yelling at us not to do stuff for their genitals. Yeah,
0: they they, uh, they you should. They should because kids do gross things. A but, curious I mean, nine year old. Come on now. Right. Um. So, because the first thing that came up with porn, it wasn't just like the Google definition. It was like watch this lady fuck this frog and i'm like what um it wasn't a frog it was a definitely a dog or donkey or a horse or something but like well
1: those seem to always be like because well i remember being middle school age and that was napster time right Mm -hmm. so i remember like that was like i'm just searching porn and then someone (laughs) some point says like some lady fuck a horse or you see like a, a joke in a like in a TV show or a movie, like, so fuck a horse, and you find out, like, some people do. So I remember being like 10, 11, whatever, and like kind of searching, and stuff, like, cause like, like, do like lady fuck a horse in Napster, and like you found a video of a lady like blowing a horse, and I'm like, because, but you're not looking at it necessarily like even erotically. I'm just like, like, like I can't like like Rosario Dawson and Clerks too being like, I can't look away from this donkey show. You know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> great great analogy.
1: By the time you got to college, did you feel like somewhat prepared? Again, like as someone who had to just teach herself?
0: Yeah, I mean, at least in the like health care and really logistical sense, I, I don't think I knew how to take care of myself emotionally mm-hmm. when I was having sex. I don't think I knew how to advocate for my pleasure or anything like that. Um, and that's still something that I'm working through now as an
1: you know almost re- re-
0: age redacted year old. Um,
1: I, I know what town. As a grown woman. ass woman. We're okay. in a town where we can't say that number sometimes. Right. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, do seriously even today you still you still struggle with that? Yes,
0: I definitely do. Following your
1: Twitter, it doesn't seem like you want to not say anything. Yeah. Uh, uh, you feel you seem not shy based on your Twitter persona.
0: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I think part of it is that uh, a large part of it is that I haven't been in a long term relationship okay. in many years, and so I don't. I haven't had the uh, opportunity to like build a rapport with my partners where I feel really comfortable telling them everything that I'm thinking or everything that I want. So that's part of it. And then I think another issue is that. So, so speaking of all the like shocking things I learned about the, the orgasm gap, one of the st- more recent studies that I read found that a large percentage of women say they fake their orgasms because they don't want to deal with the aftermath of the ego bruising that mm. would come from telling their male partner that they didn't reach an orgasm. It just and so like we are we know from being near men <laughs> Like that they can at best be little fucking babies about you telling them that they're not the biggest, baddest, largest dicked man in the world that made you come (laughs) 80 times. Also like, or even just like rejecting them yeah. um at, at best they might throw a temper tantrum at worst they might kill you so we're just like this is tight, not even tight range. right <laughs> no, no big deal um so i so it's understandable but then it's at the end of the day it's also like well you didn't even try to communicate with him and so how he's gonna know that you don't like what's happening so uh, yeah i think around that i just haven't had a lot of partners that i felt comfortable doing that with yet but it's something that I, i'm Working on for mm. sure, and some of it is for sure trauma too. Uh, I'm a survivor, and just like my relationship with my body and my sexuality has had to go through a healing process because of that as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's com it's complex for sure for even me who is very loud about sex and sexuality on twitter
1: because you you seem like you'd like kick a dude out if he said he doesn't eat pussy like that, that's,
0: i will like, do that yeah <laughs> i will definitely do that Or be like okay well, yeah we don't need to continue no, that's um, that's
1: that's further along than a lot of people yeah
0: uh i wouldn't even let, i mean i wouldn't even let him in the house <laughs> i don't think oh, i
1: think some people uh you know they, they get uh, uh, false preconceptions they oh get, yeah they get lured in and once they're in the bedroom it's like oh he's in here yeah i don't know if i want to yeah. They can put the pants oh, yeah, on no, if and he leave. straight
0: up said i don't need pussy i'd be like goodbye, <laughs> goodbye. um <laughs> you know i've gotten at least better in that regard That's but good. like when it's like com- comes to like very specific direction giving that can be one hard to just articulate in the moment um but also i just i've had some bad experiences where i've had multiple longer term partners just like at, like like I said, throw a temper tantrum is right. when I tried to advocate for myself. Like um, one of my last boyfriends, and this was like at least like five years ago. Like I'm, I've, I've been chronically single, y'all. Um, he, he asked me, he was like, "So like, what 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 can I be doing better in bed?" And I was like, "Oh no, it's fine. Like you know, I'm enjoying it." And he was like, "No, no, tell me." And I, and I kept being like, "It's fine, I'm enjoying it." And he w- pushed.
1: And were you enjoying it? Just.
0: I was, but I mean, it wasn't earth shattering. I don't think, I don't think he ever gave me an orgasm. Um, But um, I finally did. And I like the instructions I gave him were so just like basic. It was just like, I would, maybe we could use more lube. And like, maybe this position might be a little bit better and some more clitoral stimulation. Bro, when I tell you, he like, we did like the child thing where he like crossed his arms and was sitting on the bed all mad. And then he was like, maybe we're just not sexually compatible. And I was like, what do you
1: No, Maybe mean? you're not good in
0: bed, dude. Well, like, why, why would you ask questions? You don't want to know the answer to like, like I don't understand. So uh, that happened. And then, um, and also, what, what do you,
1: and what, what do you think all that's about? Cause I think, yeah. I don't know. Like, is it frustration? Is it purely ego? Is it, uh, it, I feel like, I feel like now it used to be maybe like 20 years ago guys weren't like caring about making women come and just yeah. like assume they didn't. I feel like now there's been enough talk where there's a lot of guys who are like, I care about making them come, but it's more like, I care that I made you like, almost yes. like you're not important. Like yes. I just want to, yes. I want to feel like I'm good at this.
0: Exactly. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Um, I think it's, so Um, I have been reading more bell hooks and I read the will to change, which I highly recommend for anybody who is looking to understand more about how patriarchy, negatively impacts men it's a little date a little bit dated obviously because it came out i think like the 80s but it's 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 a great place to start um but she talks about how men have a really low shame tolerance so like anything that makes them feel ashamed or embarrassed while they you know women can talk through those emotions a little bit better men just lash either they're shut down or they lash out and if mm-hmm. they lash out it's at like whatever they feel like it was the source of the shame because they don't want to realize oh i messed up like i did something wrong because that is harmful to my masculinity especially mm-hmm. if it's anything involving my penis
1: that requires um, to, like you know yeah. inspecting your own emotions which is exactly. not a thing we have permission to do so be a permission to lash out yeah you can be an angry man yes but being a crying man that's embarrassing
0: yes so lashing out like throwing a temper tantrum where i had another partner that would just be like you know i would try to give him instructions and he'd be like i know what i'm doing like you just don't know your body well and i'm like what if i don't know what What if you know what you're doing then why do i never have an orgasm it's fine <laughs> um so like so blaming me and there's something wrong with your body something wrong with you rather, so that i don't have to internalize that i'm not a sex god mm-hmm. um so i think it's a it's a lot of ego and a lot of um wanting to be the well have the sexual prowess of a Alpha male or, you know, whatever it is, there's just, they've all, they've been socialized in a certain way. And I think it takes a conscious effort to be able to be open to feedback and to also uncouple your partner's pleasure from your ego. Like, yeah, of course it makes everyone feel good to make their partner feel good. But like, if it, if you're only doing it because it of how good you feel. <laughs> then that's something you need to interrogate
1: yeah and also even separating the uh the goal to make her come with how about make the goal does this feel good yes yes so like instead of saying hey did you come or are you coming be like hey does this feel good are you yeah. liking this Because
0: that know. also puts pre- like there were times where like i felt pressure to have an orgasm because right. they, that person was pressuring was literally pressuring me um
1: saying, let's just see what they're let's just see what they're gonna do Energy to stay in this <laughs> register. Okay. I have problems sometimes where like I don't know the volume of my voice mm-hmm. when there isn't a level in front of it. Oh. <laughs> and so I have to. No, I'm I, the
0: same way. I'll I'd be, be using my outside voice when I should <laughs>
1: not be. So. Sometimes, like a woman on a date will be looking at me a certain way. I'll be like, "Hey, am I screaming?" And she'd be like, "A little bit." I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Thank you. I have no idea.
0: I have that happen to me too. So <laughs> don't feel bad.
1: <laughs> But we were talking about uh, to, we we escaped the fire uh, fire truck outside doing who knows what not fire stuff um, the type of shame that causes these dudes to just like get so fucking butt hurt when you try to like say hey a little to the left
0: yes it's um... I've been
1: frustrated by hey a little to the left if like I think I'm to the left and I'm like and. You know, super troopers are like I'm pulled over. I can't pull over. I don't think I think I'm going to be on your outer labia if I go any more left. But OK, you know, but, but you still do it.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's not really an acknowledgement on the end of those men that have that reaction that like it actually was very hard for us to be vulnerable enough to communicate that. Um, And so when you are already nervous to give that direction and advocate for yourself that way because of the potential reaction and then they confirm it with that reaction, it just like makes a cycle where you are you in that relationship or even in subsequent relationships, you're scared to advocate for yourself, especially if you're like, I I really like this person and I want to keep this relationship going. And I'm worried that if I bring this up, that it's going to cause a strain or even have them break up with me Mm -hmm. kind of a thing.
1: And it's a sad. I think it's a sad state of things when there are like a lot of women or femmes or whomever who go like, you know, I can advocate for pleasure and possibly lose this, or just deal with not getting pleasure, and at least I have someone around but there it's not a person who's giving you pleasure and it's like they i feel like sometimes they think like do i really want to roll the dice to see if i can find this this guy who's going to do that
0: it's literally what the pilot i wrote that broke me into the industry is about like exactly what you just articulated so (laughs) it clearly is very resonant um to folks since it got me so many opportunities and it's now set up with a production company that I you know I don't know if I can announce or not but I mean I,
1: yeah. I, I without saying the name of the thing of course but yeah. is, is this the show that you sold that you mentioned in that tweet no I've sold multiple shows hey. uh, I
0: mean okay so when I say sell a show pe- people use I don't it interchange yeah. I
1: see no roommates oh, yeah, right that, that's doing pretty good
0: <laughs> um, I do not have roommates uh, please don't come murder me but no, 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 um,
1: this, this is New York I know a lot of people on Ryan yeah. stats with three roommates oh yes exactly <laughs> i mean
0: even here it's expensive here too but um no that, that was not the one
1: and so now i you tweeted about <laughs> this is this is one of the reasons i i reached out i was like clearly i need to talk to this person i wouldn't be in la soon <laughs> you you tweeted out that you had a date yeah and you told the date that you just sold the show yeah which is a good happy thing
0: yes uh (laughs) i think so
1: right it's very hard to do (laughs) it's it's like saying i just got a new job or i got a promotion however you phrase it's it's a good thing Mm -hmm. it's a thing you would congratulate someone on typically yeah and this guy you say canceled the date
0: yes he did (laughs) he canceled the date um which was honestly fine because he seemed annoying um so I didn't want to go on the date that bad, but I was like, maybe he's just annoying over text and he's nice in person. And, um, my friend had set us up on a blind ish date. Um, so is my friend's boyfriend's friend. And she was very clear. Like, I don't know him that well. Um, he's every time I met him, he's been nice and he's a broke actor. So, you know, beware of that. But, but I had just told her I had, beware of
1: anyone with a headshot.
0: Right. Including me. Um, but, she, she, I had told her that I hadn't gotten laid since July, and she was like, "That's unacceptable." Very unacceptable.
1: Sorry. I break <laughs> down real quick. I was,
0: that's not okay.
1: The,
0: the dating. We'll get into it later. Okay. Dating in LA is that bad oh that I can't. God. And I had to. And I got laid in Atlanta. So <laughs> <laughs> I had my friend's wedding.
1: With the July thing.
0: Yes. <laughs> I had to leave the state to get ah. to get dick, but um, but I told her that and she was like, oh no, like like I, let me just set you up with this guy. Uh, at the very least, he'll probably fuck you. We had the the date set up, and we'd been talking a little bit, and he was already getting on my nerves because, like I said, he's an actor, and I, my background is in acting. I studied theater at Northwestern University. Like I know a little. I, I've been on several TV shows. I know a little thing about. I don't claim to be an expert, but. I'm doing all right. And this guy is one of those LA people who just decided to be an actor. Like he said that he's only been acting for like a year or something like
1: that. And just even mean, which I decided a year ago to pursue this. Like how long have you been doing
0: it? Oh, Oh, it gets stupider. Cause the reason he decided was just somebody came up to him on the street and was like, are you an actor? And he was like, no but i should be (laughs) and just decided he's gonna be an actor so like already annoying and then he was like mansplaining acting to me and i was like i have an acting degree like stop anyway he was already kind of getting my nerves but then um he had asked me a question about he asked me where i saw myself in five years okay and i said i see myself uh running at least one television show that I created. And I think I'm on track to do that. Cause I actually just sold a show and I have others that are getting set up. And so I think that that's a pretty high possibility. And he didn't respond to that. Um, He was just like, yeah, so um, the date we're supposed to have tonight, uh, I I can't do it anymore. Something came up, like something really important with work. It's just too important. Sorry. My, I was like, my friend said that he drives for Uber when well, he doesn't have important work, <laughs> but even if he did, like it was so, it was not apologetic. And yeah. I wasn't like, I'm so sorry to cancel. Like I'm free this day. Can we go? I was like, very a surge
1: announcement, like five hours in advance.
0: Right. I was like, what the fuck? So it was just like a clearly very reactionary to yeah. my, what I had said. And I was just like, Wow. I mean, I've definitely had issues dating in the past because when I became more successful, but that was, that was the most severe reaction that I've seen. So I tweeted about it and I promise you, I did not mean for this tweet to go viral at all i also did not mean for it to be the announcement that i sold a tv show i was just like this is a wild ass thing that just happened and it was during all of the like hullabaloo about twitter might be in its final hours twitter's on two percent like like, this twitter's not
1: even gonna be this tweet won't even be here next week
0: so everyone is too busy like dunking on elon musk and i was like no one's gonna it doesn't matter like so no one's gonna be like oh my god you sold a show no one's gonna see this tweet This shit went hella viral. One, people congratulating me on selling the show. And they're like, honestly, congratulations on both accounts because you dropped a bum motherfucker and (laughs) you sold a show. And then people, a lot of like hundreds and hundreds of women started sharing similar experiences that they had had, like their partners, um either uh, acting out or ending a relationship or ending a date early or or whatever, when they find out that, Oh, they got a promotion or they're going to pursue an advanced degree or they want an award or they have a nicer car than them. There was a lot of car stories.
1: That sounds very LA.
0: Yeah. I don't know if they were all LA. I think like, I definitely saw people like geotagged other places, but um, I was like, Oh, Whoa. Cause I had also on that thread shared, of TikTok about yeah, that, that sounds- had some like ci- cited statistics about how you you're you're more likely to be cheated on or you're more likely to have marital issues or get divorced if you are a woman who owns who who or out earns your husband mm-hmm. and it's not only monetary um but also like any type of social or academic or any type of win a lot of men see as their like a win for their partner they see as their loss which is bananas
1: yeah i think i reply was like i see this as like if it, especially if it's like an established partner this is a win for us yes. Like like if i had a girlfriend who like sold a tv show i mean i don't think like hey now i'm like leading but i go like I could feasibly, maybe if this goes to two, three, I could get like a janitor role where every three, every three, four episodes, that's all I want. I want the janitor and scrubs role. I want every three, or four episodes, I got a good line and yeah. then I can just milk Comic-Cons yeah. fucking every year selling t-shirts. See, that's
0: a I'm good, good strategy. And that was the other part that was really wild that he did that because he's an actor. I'm like, yeah. why would you b- burn f- a bridge of somebody who could give you a job at some point? Yeah, like, and if
1: you can make her come, I mean, you might get like supporting actor role. Listen, I...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's I, getting that yeah either. i mean i i we, we're not doing any casting couch over here don't get any ideas but, but like it would help you know it wouldn't if Winter. if we were in a consensual relationship that was not quid pro quo but you happen to be an actor whose work i respected and i wanted to cast yeah. anyway then yeah, I might bump you up from co-star to guest star recurring oh. if you actually are good in bed. So I bet, yeah. I be, uh, yeah. It, it's, Only under those circumstances.
1: Right. But it's, it's wild to me because like, I don't know, like I want to celebrate a partner's wins because like I have partners who celebrate my wins. My wins don't get like sold a show to a network, but like I might have like Mashable, like, you know, commissioned a couple of pieces uh, this time. Oh, that's great. Or yeah. like I got this big guest or, you know, I'm signing with this, thing like and then they like i you know i even just lovers will text me like oh that's so awesome congrats and stuff and then i want to return that to them yeah right kind of like orgasms right they (laughs) they (laughs) give me or they blow me i go down on them Everyone feels wet and happy. That,
0: that's what it should be, and it was just so shocking that that person that had that reaction.
1: Um, did you realize when you saw that TikTok? Did with the statistics, were you aware that it was like kind of that um, endemic?
0: Yeah, because I definitely seen that TikTok before okay. that happened, and I was aware of that phenomenon. Her of friends,
1: maybe talked to you about stuff like that.
0: Friends, and also I. I was a gender studies double major in college. So I had read similar studies about like men, not equally distributing housework. And um, there was this one study where it was like a long-term kind of ethnographic study where they like interviewed couples when they were very early in their marriage and didn't have kids yet. And they asked them, okay, if you, if you all have kids, like who's going to stay at home? And almost all of them said, Oh, whoever's making the less money that that'll be the one who stays home. And, but then when they actually got pregnant, almost all, if not all of the couples, the men were, even if they were making less, were like, no, you need to stay home lady. Like the, cause so like a lot of the time men will say one thing like, oh yeah, of course I want an ambitious partner. Of course I would be a stay at home. Dad. Mm. And my wife was bringing in millions, but then when they're actually faced with it, they are. They do not react the way that they
1: mm-hmm.
0: f- hope that they might. Even
1: so. do you think that they view that as like I failed? And then likewise, do they not realize that like there are women who might feel the same who might give up a career to be the one who stays home?
0: Yeah, I wonder. I, I think maybe there is a yeah. part of it that they, I think it really hits them on the masculinity. Like even if they believe that they're a feminist or uh, you know whatever wording you want to use for somebody who doesn't believe in really rigid gender roles they still were socialized under patriarchy so there's still parts of them conscious or unconscious that have that tie their worth or their value as a man Mm -hmm. to these traditional patriarchal gender roles which one of them being the breadwinner um Or so I think, yeah, I think they do
1: see that as failure on some level. And you don't mind, you wouldn't mind dating someone who's less successful than you, makes less money than you?
0: No, not, not at all. Okay. Let me actually backtrack on that. Not in the terms of I, I, I need them to be the breadwinner. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't need that, but I have just seen, I've had too many issues with, especially men who earn less than me because it makes them self-conscious mm. and so i don't like the way that they lash out at me and start treating me weird i don't like that but it's not it's not because i need them to have more money right <laughs> it's i just want them to treat me like
1: a human being you yeah. know and you don't so you don't mind yeah you don't mind if they drive for uber you're just no. like but like I, you know you well i don't want to put words in your mouth but like I, I i've heard from people um like a lot of women who go i don't it's just I just want to see that you're driven yeah. at something. You're doing something, and hopefully, you're doing it well. Whether you make dumb podcast money or like you know you're a finance bro who makes you know six figures, yes. it's like, are you doing something? Do you have? Pa- I mean, like I get a lot of women who tell me they've really. I don't make a shit ton of money. I do. I talk about my dick for a living, right? Like, <laughs> and, 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 but they admire like the passion, the drive and like the motivation and like whatever successes I do have with this. They admire that stuff. And they almost all of them make more money than me.
0: Yeah. It really is just like, are you happy doing what you're doing? Are you driven? I I, the happiness is an important thing because mm-hmm. when men are miserable, that's when they get murdery and scary. Um, and so, like if they see if they're at a job that they hate and they're not doing well and they see you thriving in a career that you love then that can
1: cause some problems um
0: but yeah I, and I also just don't want I don't want to feel like they're mooching off me either.
1: you know not they, it's not that they can like not have a job but like are they doing something and are they driven at whatever they're doing yes. that I, like they they don't need me to pay for everything
0: yeah and I, I think that I have a certain level of maybe a higher level of empathy for folks who might be struggling financially while they're pursuing their dreams, because that is something every artist has to do. And so, um, and I understand, particularly if you're in the entertainment industry, how long that break-in can take. So, you know, if I feel like, you are driven and you're talented and you're working hard and you're just like waiting for that, that one yes, that'll lead to the other yeses. Like I'm okay with you not making as much money and having to hustle and cobble together jobs. Um, So, I know there's some women that are like, nah, I wouldn't do that. But, you know, I, I feel like it would be hypocritical for me to say that because I, I was there mm-hmm. at one point.
1: And then you hear a lot of when you hear men, when you try to bring this up with a lot of dudes, you at least have what I see on the Internet. <clears throat> I don't have a lot of guy friends, so I don't really know. But like, <laughs> I, I just know what they what they're tweeting about. Yeah. <laughs> and like they will point to those women who go, no, he's got to be able to pay for everything. Or like I want him to, you know, they're pointing to them as if like, see, it's because of her. That like, I need to make, well, then don't fucking date her. Dude. Right. I don't want to date her.
0: <laughs> like the thing is, they, all these men are going after those women who are vocal that that's what they want. And there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what right. you want. Um, and then like, wh- like, don't, don't go, don't go after the Instagram mm. influencer then. But they, they think, like, I think a lot of men have been socialized regardless of what they look like. They, they think they deserve the most beautiful woman in the room kind of a situation, and so they're going to go after this woman who's very much out of his league, both looks-wise, financially, personality, whatever, and then be mad when she's not interested, mm-hmm. and then go on the incel chats and talk about how they're going to murder us all. So <laughs> it's just, it's also, they're setting themselves up for failure by going after women who are not interested in them and have made it clear that they're not interested.
1: Do you find, um, and I don't know how much you, like, date non-cis men or if you just hook up with
0: um i date i definitely majority of the time date cis men okay. just because there's more of them well. and they are more uh aggressive but um i do What well, you don't
1: like sitting across a, a table from a femme for five hours waiting for somebody to compliment the other just yeah it's like which one which one of us I is mean, gonna that, make the move
0: that has been less of my issue <laughs> uh, although that is one of the more my issue is the u-haul lesbians we can talk about but uh, um sure. but i would say if i had to like put a i don't it's hard to put even put a percentage on it but sure. um I yeah, hybrid I definitely date a higher percentage of cis yeah. men, but I do def- I do date people of all genders. Sure,
1: yeah. Do, and do, do you run into this like fear of or intimidation of your success with non cis men?
0: <clears throat> hmm, I haven't yet. My sample size isn't huge, sure. but I haven't yet. At, at least my sample size is not huge. Do you hear after. about this with
1: like queer friends? Because like you know, I really only hear. I oh, mostly. It's not like it doesn't happen, but like I mostly only hear about it in this situation with yeah. like a woman more successful than a dude. I,
0: I don't think that I've heard about it yeah. from my queer friends, and, and obviously, I haven't heard
1: like gay buddies be like, "Oh, I'm mad that Jim makes more." They're yeah. like, "Oh, Jim makes more than me." Yeah,
0: I mean, obviously, like there are ways that the
1: financial top. Can we? Is that a thing?
0: I would, I would love that, <laughs> but um, there there are ways that cis het problematic uh, dynamics can replicate in queer relationships and Mm. you know i not that it's exact same thing but i do remember going out on a date with like uh, actually a couple times going out on dates with more masculine lesbians and them feeling some type of way about me trying to split the bill with them or pay the bill and like no i'm the one that's supposed to pay so it's still they still internalize definitely some toxic masculine i mean not Paying for the bill is toxic, but the way, like, literally, the way they would say it is like, no, like, I'm the one that's supposed right. to pay because I'm the more masculine one, and right. that's weird.
1: And if, um, if I don't, like, that's not like it, 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 like, paying for this bill is like reinforcing my like mask, butch, you yeah. know, lesbian like identity. So if yeah. you don't let me be manly, quote unquote, right now, then like, it, whatever, what yeah,
0: am I? yeah. I think that sometimes mask lesbians and studs can adopt the more toxic traits of masculinity and maybe because they're not getting held as accountable for it because they're women or I don't know if it's just like I want to be as masculine as possible and I see these harmful traits as being the most masculine. Um, So I have had some issues with that. So I I wonder if in relationships where there's a more femme partner and a more mask partner if those um, the things that we're talking about are present. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I haven't heard exactly this experience from queer folks. Mm.
1: Yeah. Would you rather be dating more like non-cis men if you had a, uh, I, 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 for lack of a better word, access?
0: It's <sighs> a pretty good word. I mean, I wanted, I'm just like trying to figure out what the queer community is here in LA. Okay. Um, so I uh, like, I knew where to find the queers, especially the queer women and non-men in mm. Chicago but I'm still finding it here like it's just yeah you go to West Hollywood that's where all the white gay men are and that's right. not what I'm looking for obviously um and they're not looking for me either so I but I'm like trying to figure out where the like queer people of color yeah. congregate more and so that I was actually just talking to a friend about that before you came in and I was like I don't because they were here for a couple months like I couldn't figure out where the queer women were I'm like girl I don't know either um so that's part of it so it is access a little bit mm-hmm. I would like to date more um Women and non-men, I actually think I just tweeted about this, but I, I keep having this issue with U-Haul lesbians, uh. which, for people who don't know, comes from the joke, like, what does a lesbian bring on a second date? A U-Haul. <laughs> because lesbian relationships move so fast, and like, pe- like, it is not uncommon for them to be moving in together after you knowing each other for a week. And I... Can't do that. Like, I need m- to get to know someone for at least a-, a couple months before I commit to a serious relationship. Yeah. Um And... Sounds reasonable. It is reasonable. But the thing about the u lesbians is they make you feel like you are a fuckboy for having v- very um, regular boundaries around that. It has
1: been 17 days. What are we?
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh, literally, I've had it be- even before mm. the date happens, them being like... Why, why are you tweeting about going on dates with other people? Like we're going on a date. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know you. Like claiming (laughs) you before you've even met in person, and kind of thing. And so like that has freaked me out. Um, and, and, you know, I do communicate well, I will say, Mm. actually, you know, I'm glad that you like me so much. I don't know you well enough to start a relationship yet. I need some more time. And they'll always be like, oh yeah, yeah, of course. And then the next day be like, hey girlfriend, I'm coming over like to, so that we can like get matching tattoos. And you're like, wait, what? I just said last night, what I had said, I said, I am not ready for a serious relationship with you yet. And they'll be like, oh, I thought you just were joking. Like, I I didn't think you meant it. I'm like, oh my God. So that is that is one reason. And then also the, there's just a lot of bi phobia in the lesbian community. Um, and, uh, so like there's lesbians who refuse to date bi women, or yeah. once they find out you're bi, then they don't trust you, or they're saying, t- you know, constantly worried that you're going to leave them for a man. And so I, it's got, it's so bad that I'm at the point where I don't date women who identify as lesbians. Like I will date mm. other bisexual women. I'll date, um, a woman who identifies queer like as long as you're not freaked out by a fucking penis the fact that a penis has been near me a few times <laughs> then we're cool but like lesbians I don't I can't so like that also like shrinks the pool sure. of people that I can date Um. so yeah it's like there's just different issues that present when you are a woman or a femme dating other women and femmes like I when when straight women are like I wish I was gay dating would be so much easier I'm like that's a damn lie mm-hmm. like yeah you won't have these particular man related issues but you have new issues and honestly sometimes the man related issues are easier than the queer issues (laughs) at least for me maybe because we have just been socialized to deal with them Mm -hmm. more so you're like okay i can kind of navigate this it's like the devil i know versus the devil i don't um so yeah complicated i would like to date more women if they started acting
1: right (sighs) your face on that one yeah yeah. <laughs> do do you and again like not knowing exactly what your uh sample size sexually is with, with with non-men but you know have you had to give say feedback or have you been given feedback in bed and if so like what do those go differently? Yes, than- I
0: I have had to give feedback. It didn't didn't go better actually. Um at least I can think of one instance where it didn't go better um because I think lesbians really pride themselves on being able to make their partner's orgasm multiple times. And they're like, I know what this body wants because I have it too. And so I think sometimes when you tell them, actually, that wasn't, it wasn't it for me. It has the same ego effect Mm -hmm. as it might with, with men, maybe even to a worse degree. But again, like I've, but I've had definitely had sex with women where I gave them instructions. They're like, okay, like no, no reaction, just did it. So it does run the gamma a little bit, but it's not, a cut and dry, yes, this is much better on this end.
1: Are you concerned about you know getting more successful? As I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and make bold predictions. You know, like it's a Sunday morning football. The Jets are going to win. Bold prediction. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know almost nothing about football, and I know the Jets aren't good. So,
1: um, excuse you, we are quite good right now. <laughs> we just beat the Bears um, with a well. Backup the Bears quarterback. suck
0: too. We had a backup third string quarterback. I know none of these words you're
1: saying. That's okay. That's yeah. fine, but but are you worried that um at all about your how you're going to date, what your dating life might look like as you get more successful. Yes. <laughs> and what are those concerns?
0: You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not someone who feels like I need to be married or have a long-term partner in order mm. to be happy. Like I, I love my life now. Um, And I, if I was going to take in a serious partner or, or start a serious relationship, they would need to be making my life better than it is mm. and um so my life is pretty great so this
1: is a, this is a great spot thank you i, I have like a cute apartment um I, my a job echoey, but... my,
0: <laughs> a little bit echoey um, i have my dream job mm-hmm. uh and i have amazing friends and support of my family so just like a, a long-term loving healthy partnership would just be icing on the cake for sure it's not making the cake worse you're making it taste better Okay, the frosting needs to be made with sugar and butter and delicious things, and not doo doo. I want doo doo icing on my cupcake. I'd rather have a cupcake with no icing.
1: Great. <laughs> that is a great way to put it, though. I'd rather if it's just going to be doo doo icing, <laughs> I'd I'd rather just have a cupcake without icing. Yeah, exactly. You know,
0: that's I'd, still delicious. Yeah, I'm um, just not as delicious. Um, but to go back to your question, I, yeah, I do worry. Like, I would, I think, I would like to have a um a committed partner at some point maybe hopefully soon within the next couple of years and i do it does worry me the, the success um that i'm achieving as it grows whether or not that's gonna make it harder not just in terms of partners being intimidated or jealous but also like me having time to date and you know, what type of social circles will I be in? Like, how is that going to change
1: as my success rises or are the motivations of the people who come on to you going to be,
0: yes, that, I mean, I already am experiencing that, especially being in Los Angeles where,
1: I mean, that's almost the only reason I bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like New Yorkers yeah. have a little more chill about it. Yeah.
0: Same as Chicago. Cause like both New York and Chicago have robust film television industry, but there's it's not the whole city like people don't necessarily like people have a lot of other jobs that they're passionate about like all of my actor friends in chicago like have other things that they're doing that they really love and it's not just i'm waiting tables and waiting until i get my series regular role even if they are waiting tables there's still something that they really love uh i think that new york is very similar but la not always and there's also a lot of people who like i think to make it in chicago or in new york like you have to have like really train as an actor or filmmaker and be really talented um and people know that and there's a lot of people come to LA. they're just like someone said i was cute the other day and now i'm gonna be an actor (laughs) and you're like oh my god um so like the
1: comedian was like someone said i was funny once
0: yes exactly and same like i have an idea for a movie so i moved to los angeles so that, like, Steven Spielberg could, like, meet me in a coffee shop and immediately know after they're looking at me that he should work with me. God. And so there's a lot of very delusional people that yeah. live here. But it, I had to actually, when I came, when I moved here, like, take my job off my dating app
1: mm. profiles.
0: Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of people that will really just match with you to, like, try to get you to read their script or, or like, get, pick your brain or I had there was a woman who tweeted that one of her dates dropped or like uh, air dropped her a folder of log lines for, <laughs> uh, so it's you have to be wary of people's motivations for wanting to get to know you. And then, I, I will
1: I won't lie when I'm swiping if they say that they work kind of in an industry like a producer casting or something I don't swipe right because of that yeah but I do go like. If I was on the fence, it's like, let's let's get coffee.
0: Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, like, I am totally cool with dating um, people in the industry who are at a certain level of success. Sure. Uh, it doesn't have to be even close to where I am, but, like, I have a threshold a little bit. And, and so that, one, I feel like they're at least set up enough that they're not using me. Mm-hmm. And two they probably are a
1: little more financially and emotionally stable
0: yeah. <laughs> where they are. But, uh, so, so you that's want to know fine. That they're not
1: delusional, that there's yes. like something of substance. Yeah. Here. That they're
0: working hard. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they don't see me as their foot in the door or anything totally. like that. Um, and also open to dating successful people, like people who can be more successful than me. I don't get <laughs> upset about that. Um, it was, it's been interesting to be dating more, people in the film industry out here film and television industry um i did it a manager for a while and that was kind of nice because he we work in the same industry but on very different ends so it didn't it's like we would never be competing and then there's ways that he could help me like if he knows about a show that's staffing or something Mm -hmm. that i'd be good for he could tell me and if i knew about a um if I knew about a client that a potential client that he could sign, I could introduce them. Um, so that was nice. But now I started to date some more writers. And so I'm interested to see how that goes. The writers that I've been seeing are actually, you know, around the same level as me in terms of like just recently breaking in kind of um, a situation. And, and um, so like, it, like we're at the, on the same footing at the moment, but I'm like, and they're both, and they're, you know, they're mostly men. And, they are very encouraging and very excited about all the wins and everything that's happening for me right now. And I, but I do wonder, like, if there gets to a point, like, if I were to get in a relationship with one of these people, and it gets to a point where I'm more successful than them, will that shift? Mm. Or if they're just in a particularly bad year where just the gigs aren't coming in, and you know I'm doing well, like, will they lash out? It is in the back of my head. Comics for get sure. that all the time yeah
1: yeah who's getting this show who's getting late night who's not who got booked on j f l who didn't yeah. yeah it's it's tough if you're in the same industry like that and you're like kinda competition kinda not
0: yeah yeah so um it it's really nice being able to because the entertainment industry is just so specific, especially I think writers. There's just a ve- like a veil of mystery around what we do. Even talking to actors, they don't know what happens in the writers room or anything like that. So um, it's a lot of explaining all the jargon and how the stuff, how the writers room works and all all the behind the scene things that most people don't see. And sometimes they just want to come home like I have some tea about what the grip did today and I want to talk about that. But then if I have you, if I'm dating a banker or whatever the fuck, I can explain what a grip is before I can even tell you the tea. And... Sometimes you don't want to do that, sure. so it can be kind of nice to like have that shared language and you know un- understanding. So um there's some. I'm excited to see if anything comes of any of the people that I'm seeing that are writers,
1: but also a little scared. Uh, this question comes from our, our Ask the Guest channel in the in the Champagne Room, our Discord server, and I think it comes from Vince. He he wanted to know for you from you. He was uh, he asked, do you feel like the type of partner you've attract you're attracted to has changed or altered? over the last few years and if so have you changed anything to attract those partners
0: oh that's a good question
1: oh damn i wish i could take credit i was about <laughs> to say if it's a bad question you know I no
0: wasn't really- <laughs> no um, i mean physically i don't think that that's changed i also just like a, a wide array of physical types so mm-hmm. i yeah i don't think i have become more open to dating white Men,
1: oh, that's so progressive.
0: Not, I know, really. Look I that. right. <laughs> Let me join the UN, y'all. Um, but only white men. I won't date white women. Uh,
1: <laughs> Can you please share why? I it's, want them it's, to hear. I it could. They turn I, it's it a off. whole
0: thesis. It's a whole thesis. Oh. Um, but uh, so okay. You know, feminism has been. White feminism is a problem. I've I feel heard it's like bad. Um, it's it's just white supremacy in a dress. And so one. there's like a lot of white feminists that I don't want to be dating. <laughs> Absolutely that. And then I think, you know, even if they don't, even if they can tell me what intersectionality means and they read Angela Davis or what, they probably haven't read it. If they have a picture of Angela Davis on their wall, whatever, these white women. Um, I just it is so you know they have one marginalized identity it's just kind of similar with black men in some cases where they have one marginalized identity and they have done the work to unpack what their oppression means like for them mm-hmm. but have done no work to understand that they are not the most oppressed person in any space that there's people who have more than one oppressed identity and they so they really haven't unpacked intersectionality like that like in an, on an interpersonal level so I've just had a lot of issues with white women interpersonally where they have actually been more harmful and more racist um, in an, in an insidious way where when you try to call them out on it, then they weaponize the white tears and they make you the angry black woman and all that. I've just had too many of those experiences. And I was like, I will not, I refuse to have them in my relationship. Um, whereas with white men, yes, like white men are (laughs) the face of the patriarchy, obviously. Uh. Um, and there's a lot of bad ones, but I have noticed at least because white, if you're a straight white man, especially if you were like upper middle class or or richer, if you are someone who decides that you want to dig into social justice and privilege and oppression, you got to dig through all of it. Like you got to do racism, sexism, transphobia, all of it. And so I, I have found that when white men are quote unquote woke, they tend to have done more work than white women have where they've only unpacked their, um, their, their, their gender oppression mm-hmm. and haven't unpacked the ways that they perpetuate white supremacy. Sorry, I told
1: you it was a thesis. No, oh, that, <laughs> that was a great answer. Uh, I, I challenge the white ladies listening right now to sit with it.
0: Yes. I also just, uh, this is a funnier uh, explanation why, but I, white women are the standard of beauty. They mm-hmm. have been forced upon us as the standard of beauty. And I don't like being told what to do or what to think. And I don't like what's popular. I was that kid that refused to read Harry Potter because everyone else liked it. And so to me, white women are Harry Potter and everyone's like, you have to like this. You're going to love it. And I'm like, I will not because you're trying to force something down my throat that I don't think I'm going to enjoy. So <laughs> it is also just me being like counter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is the funnier answer It's fine. I ended the episode with Jordane, uh, Whoever was like a week ago or so, and I, I said uh, uh, I have this amazing ability where I have this uh, uh, podcast where I uh, very often invite funny people on, and I have a superpower where I uh, have a conversation with them where I don't let them be funny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 um. Thank you for letting me be funny. But yes. <laughs> um. Back to the question. Uh, I think it just in terms of the type of partner, I qualities have definitely changed. Mm-hmm. Um on topic with what we have been discussing, I do value, I'm putting a lot more value on like my sexual compatibility and my feelings around whether they can communicate well around sex. Um, That's been placed pretty high and like how safe I feel communicating with them. There's just, you know, I've learned much more about what I need to take care of myself emotionally and what my boundaries are and where my areas for growth and, um looking for partners that complement that that's definitely changed in the last 5 years so that's dope
1: yeah Well, uh, you know Kira I got I got two quick questions one is uh I, do you have an extra maybe like 10 15 minutes for like a little bonus episode Yeah. I, I had an idea tell me if this is dumb you can sincerely say so uh cuz you said like everyone wants to talk to me about like writing and I'll be like well okay this will be a shorter but how you write how do you write how do you convey and write realistic sex and love and and queerness in say screenplays sure um, if that. that's something you think yeah. you could speak mm-hmm. on yeah okay cool so we'll do that for the patreon folk tomorrow and uh but for now uh, quick one who uh, you're at a concert everyone's like you gotta bang the drummer so <laughs> 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 hey, you bang the drummer you'll thank me later bang the drummer okay. uh so on a tv show who, who's best in bed on the set producer director actor writer grip uh <laughs> Oh man! Who, who's the drummer on a TV set?
0: Oh, well, the grips are the hoes. They like, are. Yeah, the the grips are the ones that are usually like the community dick on set, or like they're hitting on everyone, or whatever. Like they're notoriously they're notoriously known for that. But this um, is new information for me. Yeah, the grips and um, they sluts and. <laughs>
1: For people listening, what
0: is a grip? They move (laughs) shit. That's all. They grip the thing and they move it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're usually men and they're usually younger. That's probably why they're hoes. Um, I mean, I can't say that I fucked my way through a film set. So that's kind of hard for me to answer. I've dated and slept with, I think, more
1: actors than anybody else. The the fun answer, the non-scientific answer is instinct.
0: uh, You know, I think that maybe... Maybe direct. You would think directors, since they can multitask well yeah. and they can delegate, and um, <laughs> but maybe actors, because they—if good actors—if they can take direction, uh. so it might be one of those two. Okay. Um, but writers have such great imaginations, so maybe, maybe, yeah. You know what? Probably the showrunner. Mm. probably the showrunner because they got they got to do all those things at the
1: same time love that yeah. uh kira you know where can people go to find you follow you uh you know uh, admire your success and <laughs> watch you just shit on dudes <laughs> on <Twitter? laughs>
0: okay so uh twitter you can find me at um black blk ass feminist um for as long as Twitter still exists. They said it was gonna die and it didn't. I don't it think still it was. is. Yeah. I think it'll be there. I think so. Um and then on Instagram, I am uh Kira K-Y-R-A dot A dot Jones. Um, and those are the two main places that you can find me. Um if you wanna watch shit, I wrote on a show that was originally on ABC called Queens and another show that's on Hulu called Woke. You can stream them both on Hulu now. Yeah, those are the best places to encounter me at the moment.
1: Fantastic. Well, Patreon people, you're gonna hear more of us tomorrow. But for now, Kira, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? <sighs>
0: goodbye, everyone. I don't hate men. <laughs> I mean I do, but only because I want y'all to be better, okay. I just I I it's a it's a hatred out of love. And I just know y'all can y'all, y'all can evolve and I want you to, and I do it by dragging you. <laughs>
1: If you want a quickie, just grab a grip and let him grip you. Uh, but I got another, I got even more of Kira Jones for you. I'm going to play a teaser of it. So you're going to get more content at the end of this little outro. So just stay tight right there. The bonus episode going to come out tomorrow exclusively on Patreon, which is the best way you can support me and my work with this show. And if you're not too into Patreon, my Venmo and Cash App are in the show notes uh, of this episode, of every episode. Shout out to Dave, who, uh, who sent me a very generous tip while I was at the Jets game. So thank you, Dave. Thank you, buddy. Thank you to everyone in the Patreon community for keeping my dreams alive. Uh, if you got some comments about today's episode, the topics we've discussed, if you uh, have some feedback... For the podcast, if you ha- if you need some advice, you got a question or two, you can always shoot me an email. My inbox is uh, almost at 100% full. So hey, uh, fill my box at manwhorepod at gmail.com. I'd be very happy to read uh, anyone's New Year resolutions. I'd love to know what you all are trying to get up to in 2023. Okay, everybody, uh, deep breaths. Happy holidays. I wish you all Uh, Have some de-stressful orgasms and stay slutty. So some scripts really will just say like sex, something just like sex scene.
0: Yeah, it'll be like, and then they fuck. (laughs) Like it'll just you know it won't it won't
1: go into any specifics. And then
0: as an NBC coordinator, actually sometimes the first question you got to ask the writer is is this consensual? And they're like, yeah, of course. I'm like, well, you actually, you didn't you didn't say in the script. I mean, not that you have to say they have consensual sex, but it's yeah. not you know, like maybe some of the actions that they're doing. If it's somebody getting slammed against a wall or whatever, like that might not be consensual, bro. Yeah. So you know, you have to write. Is this what, aggressive sex aggressive, or not? Right, aggressive yeah. consensual sex, or um, they're both enjoying it. What whatever um, you need to do to convey that. But yeah, so one, like make sure it's clear that it's consensual. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, just like I think you can learn so much about a character by the type of sex that they have. And so you're just use it as more character development.